It's always better starting a brand new week on Locked on Nittany Lions when we get a chance to talk about a big Penn State win, and that is exactly what we are doing today. You are Locked on Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. It was another eventful weekend around the Big Ten, so make sure you check out today's episode of Locked On Big Ten on the Locked On Podcast Network, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Nate Dickinson, the host there, he's there every Monday through Friday, and he's joined by a rotating panel of hosts from the Locked On Podcast Network, including yours truly. I'm there every Tuesday. I'll see you there tomorrow, but make sure you get caught up on everything going on around the Big Ten with Locked On Big Ten on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Of course, my name is Kevin McGuire, and I'm happy to be with you here once again on the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast as we are breaking down and reacting to yet another solid Penn State victory, 28-20 Saturday night against the Auburn Tigers. We'll get into all that, share some of my thoughts and takeaways from that game before we start turning the page to this weekend's game against Villanova. There's probably going to be more reacting to the Penn State victory over Auburn than there will be previewing Villanova this week, but we'll try to keep you entertained and keep you informed along the way. Lots of stuff to get into in today's episode. We do want to thank you guys for checking out our YouTube channel. Again, if you are watching us on YouTube right now, thank you so much. Leave a comment down below with some of your takeaways from the game and some of your reactions from Penn State's victory against the Auburn Tigers. We want to hear what you guys had to say. And of course, while you're over there on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you give this video a thumbs up. Leave a comment that is the best way to help support and grow our channel this is our second full week now that we are getting ready for youtube coverage of the podcast could not be more excited to have another win to talk about to continue that youtube experiment going so we appreciate all the support on the youtube channel but of course if you are preferring your podcast in traditional audio format we've got you covered there as well i already mentioned the odyssey app but i want to make sure you download the odyssey app onto your phone today download the odyssey app subscribe and follow the locked on nittany alliance podcast you'll never miss a single episode we post them all there in audio format just for you guys and of course you can get all the other great content across the locked on podcast network you can also get your favorite sports radio stations your favorite music other podcasts that may be out there you can get it all on the odyssey app of course, we're available on every podcasting platform. We don't want you to forget about that as well. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts. You name it, we're on it. However you listen to your podcast, make sure you subscribe and follow the podcast on that particular app. Don't forget to leave a rating and a review. That'll really help us out as we continue on with this podcast as well. You can also interact with our show in addition to the YouTube comments. Make sure you reach out to us on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. Give our Facebook page a like at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. Don't forget, we're also on Instagram at Instagram.com slash LockedOnNittany. So, how are you guys doing today? Right? It's really easy to get the week started when you know that Penn State is coming off a solid victory against a good quality opponent as Penn State celebrates a 28-20 victory in front of a whiteout crowd against the visiting Auburn Tigers. And I wasn't at the game in person, but watching it on TV, it was just joyous euphoria and emotion watching a full Beaver Stadium, a whiteout crowd. Yeah, there was some Auburn orange sprinkled throughout, but that's to be expected for this kind of a game big game atmosphere and kudos to those who uh, were supporting the Auburn Tigers making the trip up and getting a chance to experience uh, the crowd at Beaver Stadium it does go down in the record books as the largest crowd to ever witness an Auburn football game so 
kudos to the Beaver Stadium crowd. It's only the 10th largest crowd in Beaver Stadium history. Just to kind of put things in a little bit of perspective, it was the largest crowd that Auburn had ever played in front of. So it was a big deal for anyone who was trying to minimize the impact that playing in this kind of atmosphere had. Yeah, Auburn wasn't necessarily a program that I thought was going to be intimidated by the environment. And to the credit, I don't think that they were. I think Auburn actually played pretty well against Penn State uh, from start to finish. It was a back and forth type of a game uh, really from the get-go it really looked like the defenses were up to par neither offense was really able to break open too many big plays uh, Auburn had much more success on the ground than Penn State uh, an area of concern that I think we can talk about uh, moving forward for the Nittany Lions but again if it came down to the quarterbacks I was always more comfortable with putting the game in the hands of Sean Clifford of Penn State as opposed to Bo Nix of Auburn and that followed through beautifully for Penn State because Sean Clifford, in my mind, played one of his best games in a Penn State uniform. I wrote about this a little bit on NittanyLionsWire.com in one of my post-game reactions. I feel as though Sean Clifford put together one of his most confident uh, performances that we have seen at Penn State. And when you compare and contrast uh, what Sean Clifford has done in the first three games this season compared to the first three games of last season, it is magnificent how much of an improvement he has made with his decision-making and the performance he's had. He has not made big mistakes. I know he had one interception late in the first half, uh, just kind of chucking up a deep ball down to the towards the goal line. Uh, he was hit on the play. It's not a play that I would chalk up as a bad decision by Sean Clifford, and ultimately it doesn't matter really because it was at the end of the half. Auburn had nowhere to go. They basically just sort of ran out the last... Uh, how many seconds were left in the first half to go into halftime with Penn State up 14 to 10 at that point. So in the end, Sean Clifford's first interception of the year doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it really was more of an arm punt, if you will. Uh, doesn't come back to haunt them. His turnovers last year in the first three games haunted them left and right. He has not made those decisions, uh, those poor decisions so far this season. Let's hope that that continues because if that level of play continues, and I'm not saying that Sean Clifford isn't going to go through the entire season without making one bad decision. Uh, everybody's going to make one at some point, and I would expect that Sean Clifford will probably have one that comes back to bite Penn State in some way, somewhere along the way between now and the end of the regular season. But overall, it is a much needed improvement I think from Sean Clifford that it was really paying off for the entire offense and that makes Penn State a much more formidable contender in this Big Ten where the Big Ten landscape might be changing a little bit. I'm kind of teasing some of the things we're going to be talking about in today's episode, Tuesday's episode, maybe a little bit more on Wednesday because the first three games of this season for Penn State have really reassured I think a lot of people that what happened in 2020 was the exception to the rule for Penn State. Uh, you know, this is a program that had gone to three New Year's Six Bowl games in what, the four or five years before last season. Uh, this is a program that is used to winning a lot of games and playing in some big bowl games at the end of the year under James Franklin. And then 2020 hits and things just go off the rails right at the start of the season. Not so much the case this year. They already have two wins against top 25 opponents. One of them on the road against a Wisconsin team that's still probably going to be a contender in that Big Ten West division. I don't see any reason to suggest why that wouldn't be the case. And then, of course, a good home, hard-fought win against a very physical and aggressive Auburn team that's really led by their defense and grinding things out on the ground. This is an Auburn team that scored 60 points in each of their previous two games coming in, but we kind of talked about how the fact that Auburn hadn't really played any really tough competition in those first two games 
uh, playing Penn State was going to be a much different animal. And to the credit, Auburn came to play, and they were in this game right down to the final play of the game. So it was a game that went deep into the fourth quarter. I thought it was going to go down to the wire. It certainly did that. I predicted Penn State was going to win 26-23. to Penn State wins 28-20. to So I've been pretty close, or at least in the ballpark, with the official predictions for these games so far this season. I'm going to chalk that up as a moral victory for myself there. But lots of stuff to still to react to from this particular game. In the next segment, I'm going to talk a little bit more about Sean Clifford, the confidence that I'm continuing to build in watching him play and lead this offense. And I'm going to point out a concern that I think will be something that needs to be addressed relatively soon because Penn State has some tough competition on its way. Not so much this coming weekend against the Villanova Wildcats, but Indiana, Iowa, I'm still chalking up Ohio State as a really tough opponent. And have you seen what Michigan and Michigan State are doing? There are going to be some tough tests ahead for this Penn State team. And there's an area of the team that I think really needs to improve if Penn State's going to have a better chance to win some of those games down the road. All right, college football fans. So we're already a couple of weeks into the start of the season, but it is never too late to get started with some daily fantasy football. And the best place to do that for college football is with prize picks. Prize picks is an award-winning app. You can get it on the Apple store or the Google play store, and you can sign up and get started in as little as 60 seconds. It is that easy to get started. All you have to do is once you're signed up and you get started, pick two to five players every week, and you just choose whether or not they're gonna go over or under a wide array of different statistical projections. So if you have a player that goes over, you got some players that go under, it's that easy to win prizes. You're just going against you versus the projections. There's no one-on-one competition. You're not in a pool of other players. And the odds are much more in your favor as long as you know the stats that you're dealing with. So check out the Prize Picks app on the Apple Store or the Google Play Store. It gets set up in as little as 60 seconds. And of course, they've got the fastest withdrawals that you can ask for. So when you win some cash, you're going to be able to withdraw very easy. Prize Picks is the place to get your daily fantasy football fix, and it's easier than ever to get started with some college football picks as well. If you listened to the podcast last week or if you were watching on YouTube, then one of the major talking points that I had about this Penn State game against Auburn was what's going to happen with the quarterback position because I felt as though Penn State with Sean Clifford and Auburn with Bo Nix were in pretty similar territory where you could expect that both were going to have solid games but one of them was probably going to make a mistake or at least give you a little bit of a head scratching decision at one point or another and it was just a matter of which team was that going to hurt the most as it turned out neither quarterback made a huge mistake i think bo Nix certainly got away with one in the second half where he throws a pass to basically penn state linebacker brandon smith who just juggled the football probably saw the end zone in sight before he got a chance to really get his hands on the football and they just uh, the ball dropped dead that's a play that i'm sure he would love to have back i don't know if he would have scored on that play but penn state certainly would have gotten some points out of it i believe in some way or form so that was a big moment there for auburn big moment for penn state Auburn kind of escapes in that moment. Uh, Penn State kind of scratching their head thinking, oh man, I'd love to have that one back. But regardless, Bo Nix was certainly the player that I thought played well for Auburn, but wasn't necessarily a guy that was going to make the plays that they needed in order to get out of there with an upset victory against Penn State. Now, on the flip side, Sean Clifford did not make a mistake. Uh, Again, he did have the one interception, but it's not one that I think anybody's going to crush him for, nor should they, uh, given the time and the situation and the fact that he was hit on the play. Who knows what would have happened if he got a clean look on that uh, pass towards the end of the first half. 
again, it may have still been intercepted. I don't know, but uh, certainly it looked more like an arm punt in that situation, but it doesn't come back to haunt them because it's basically the end of the half and maybe Penn State would have been able to get a field goal uh, tacked on at the end of the half. But again, it doesn't matter. Penn State still gets a win, so it's okay. So I do think I want to focus a little bit more on what Sean Clifford means for this team moving forward because if he is not going to be making the same kind of mistakes that he did last year, Penn State has much more of an opportunity here to do something big in this Big Ten. And I say that because it's only been three weeks of the season, but Penn State looks like a really good, well-rounded team. Good defense, uh, ability to run the football, which we're going to talk about in the next segment because I think that there's more potential there. But you've got a quarterback who is experienced, battle-tested, confident in himself for sure, and is just not making bad decisions. Sean Clifford was 28 of 32 in this game. Uh, He's had more passing yards in the game for sure, uh, but 280 passing yards, a couple of touchdowns, again, the one interception, but again, you can make an exception for that one given the overall quality here. Again, 28 of 32 is nothing to bat an eye at. That is a ridiculously high completion percentage against a good defense. Auburn's defensive line, was as advertised. And Penn State's offensive line, still a little bit of a work in progress. Again, I'll talk about that a little bit later in this episode. But I think as far as Sean Clifford is concerned, he's not a guy that you're going to rattle very easily. And this is something that I said last season as well. Uh, as, As many mistakes as Sean Clifford made in big spots, he always battled back. And I think you can go back to last year's season opener at Indiana. I know it went down as a loss, but uh, and he was a big reason why they dug a big hole early in that game. But he was also a big reason why they had a lead in that fourth quarter, if you forget, because Penn State battled all the way back from a big deficit early on against a good Indiana team. And Sean Clifford and Jahad Dotson gave that team a lead in the fourth quarter, and it, that seems to be overlooked or it's completely forgotten because of the result of that game uh the fact that they ended up scoring a touchdown that they never should have scored with uh devin ford uh, stepping in the end zone but again that's water under the bridge at this point but i think if you look at the other games uh that were in that zero and five start to the season i'll go with the first four games because uh he was not the starter for that game against nebraska he did come in in that game but he was not the starter that was will levis uh there was a team that dug holes early uh, he had eight interceptions, I think, thrown in the first three games, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, maybe it was the first four games. I forget what, exactly what that number was, but it was a ridiculously bad number. <laughs> and if you think if you looked at those interceptions and the fumbles, I think you can throw into the conversation. He was putting the defense in some terrible spots. And I don't know how much you can hold against the defense for a number of the scores that they gave up in those games because Sean Clifford was not being protective of the football. He is absolutely being protective of the football throughout the first three games of this season. Has not lost a fumble. Uh, Has the one interception, which again, again, it's an arm punt. I'm not even going to hold that against him. It was not a bad decision is what I will say. He has not made bad decisions. He is somebody who, when you give him time to process what's going on in the field, he's going to make you pay for it. And that is a big plus for this Penn State offense. There was lots of concern about what Sean Clifford was going to do with a new offensive coordinator in Mike Yurcich, his third offensive coordinator in three years. And so far, I think he has done very well. Again, not making bad mistakes, not making poor decisions, and helping lead his team getting through some tough defenses against Wisconsin and Auburn and putting points on the board. One area where we really saw Penn State and Sean Clifford thrive Saturday night against Auburn was with the production out of the tight ends. If you go back to that season opener against Wisconsin, one of the things that I was stunned at was that Penn State didn't get their tight ends involved. Well, lo and behold, Sean Clifford is connecting with 
Theo Johnson, uh, Brenton Strange, making big plays all across the board. I know Tyler Warren actually got involved on a direct snap out of a wild card for a touchdown, but you, you see that the connection is there. Sean Clifford is establishing uh, a rhythm with his tight ends. The wide receivers continue to develop. Things are looking very good for Sean Clifford and this Penn State offense. If you're like any Penn State or Auburn fan that was watching that game Saturday night that went down to the wire, you were probably sweating a little bit and maybe sweating a little bit more uncomfortably than you are accustomed to. And if you are somebody who battles a significant sweating issue, maybe you want to check out something like Sweatblock. Sweatblock is a product line that's got antiperspirant wipes like these right here. They also have uh, products like uh, Sweatblock deodorant and Sweatblock deodorant lotion. So no matter what you're looking for to control your sweating issues, Sweatblock is probably going to be there for you. So all you got to do is take you one of these antiperspirant wipes at the end of the night when you're cleaning up your face and everything, getting ready for bed, take an antiperspirant wipe, wipe it all over your face or any other part of your body that you have some sweating issues and let it go and take effect for a couple of minutes. Go to bed, rest up, get ready for your next day like you normally do. And all of a sudden your sweating issues are going to be a thing of the past because antiperspirant wipes like Sweatblock have a dry shirt guarantee. If this product doesn't prevent you from sweating as much as you're accustomed to, then you're going to get your money back. So if you or someone you love is looking for a way to control their sweating, check out Sweatblock. You can check it out on Amazon.com or in your local CVS or just go to Sweatblock.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you can save yourself 20% off your next order. It's always good starting a brand new week coming off of a Penn State victory, but let's also start the week on the right foot by adding a Bilt Bar into our diets today. Bilt Bars are protein bars that taste just like chocolate bars, and they are so much healthier than some of the other nationally leading protein bars that are out there on the market. So if you're looking for something that actually tastes good, actually fills you up, and actually is good for you, you got to check out Bilt Bars. They come in a variety of flavors. There's a little bit of something for everybody, whether you're a coconut fan or a peanut butter fan, maybe you like some mint chocolate. They've got a number of flavors there for you. They're also adding new limited edition flavors and seasonal flavors, but you got to pounce on those as soon as they are announced. So follow them on Twitter at bar underscore built. And as soon as they make an announcement, you head on over to builtbar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and save yourself 15% on your next order from Built Bar because as soon as they announce new flavors, they're going to fly off the shelves. You do not want to waste time. Do not delay. Take advantage of that promo code LOCKED15 and get yourself an advantage by saving some money on the best tasting protein bar on the market. They're good for anyone that's looking to lose or maintain weight or if you're on a keto diet, you can slide it into your little snack mix along the way during your workday. Built Bars are going to be there for you. They're going to help you feel full, and you're going to feel good about eating a Built Bar as well. You're not going to get a protein bar experience like this from anybody else, so go head on over to BuiltBar.com and see all the available flavors for you. And again, don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED15. Save yourself 15% on your next order from BuiltBar.com. You would think that after a 3-0 start to the season that includes wins on the road against a top 25 Wisconsin, at home against a top 25 uh, Auburn team, that there really wouldn't be a whole lot of reason to complain. And to be honest, I'm not really feeling like there are reasons to really be complaining about Penn State at this point in the season. A 3-0 start with two top 25 victories, that is high praise. Not a lot of teams have that opportunity to even boast of that as a claim that they have. Uh, you see that Penn State is moving up in the rankings. We'll dive into the rankings in tomorrow's episode. But things are trending pretty well at the start of the season for Penn State. And I think given the landscape that could be shifting uh, just within the Big Ten, another thing that I'm sure we're going to be talking about throughout this week, Penn State looks like a team that is capable of making some good things happen right here. 
But what's going to hold Penn State back right now? I think through the first three games of the season, there's one area on this team that I really think needs to improve if Penn State is going to take that next step and become not just a Big Ten contender, but maybe a Big Ten favorite. And that would be actually the area on this offense that I actually had more confidence in coming into the season than I think maybe some other people did. And that would be the running game. I think the running game in particular has had success. It's performed okay, but am I wrong for wanting a little bit more? And I'm not necessarily ripping anybody that's running the football. I think they're doing a darn good job. Noah Kane obviously being healthy is a big upgrade for this entire running back depth position. We finally did get a chance to see John Lovett, the transfer from Baylor, got involved in the game uh, a little bit more on offense and special teams than we'd seen, well, we hadn't seen him at all in the previous two games, so we finally got a chance to see him in action. And then, of course, you've got Kevon Lee, who's been involved in the running game a little bit these first few games of the season. Devin Ford has gotten a couple reps uh, a little bit further down into the depth chart. But if there's one thing that we have seen here, against two quality defenses in Wisconsin and Auburn is that running the football is going to be tough sledding for Penn State. And that's probably more of a credit to the defenses that they've gone up against. They're not easy defenses to run on. So let's actually keep that in perspective as well. But obviously, it was a real slow start against Wisconsin. Uh, Noah Kane did get involved a little bit more in the second half of that season opener and started to establish a little bit more momentum. And I think as Penn State was opening up the offense a little bit, that benefited Noah Kane and the running game as well. But when you see how physical the running backs can be, especially Noah Kane and Kevon Lee, that seems to be their bread and butter. Uh, but when they're going up against some really tough defensive lines, they have to have some room to work. And that wasn't really happening on Saturday night in week three against the Auburn Tigers. And again, this Auburn defensive line, they're legitimate. So this is a not a knock on anybody. Uh, but just going up against that defensive line, it's going to be very difficult to find opportunities to find a success on the ground. And I will say, Mike Yursich did try to mix things up a little bit. He did try to throw in a couple of new wrinkles, get the wide receivers a little bit involved, saying Jihad Motes, uh, Dotson, in motion, pre-snap, and letting him try to run the football. Auburn, to their credit, sniffed it out. They, they, they were not fooled at all by that, and that does go into the running game a little bit, but let's focus a little bit more on the guys that are actually running the football. Sean Clifford did have a 20-yard run. Uh, kudos to him for recognizing what was happening on the field and taking off and creating something out of nothing is what I would call it. But you didn't get a whole tremendous amount of production on the ground from your main running backs, Noah Kane, Kevon Lee. Again, John Lovett got a couple of handoffs as well. Uh, but there was nothing really to work with on the ground all game long against Auburn. And there was a little bit of a similar case against Wisconsin. But again, I'm going to give the opposing defenses a lot of credit for being very tough to run on. So I don't know how much of a criticism I really have for this Penn State running game, other than the fact that I would like to see a little bit more in big game opportunities. And there are going to be some tough defenses that are going to challenge what Penn State can do on the ground. Uh, Iowa coming up in a few weeks. Ohio State, I think, is going to figure some things out. Michigan. Looking pretty good early on the season. Again, level of competition hasn't necessarily been the strongest for the Wolverines, but they're doing everything they need to be doing on offense and running the football, by the way. Uh, Michigan State also looking pretty tough as well. So these are all teams that are going to be coming up on Penn State's schedule between now and the end of the season. So Penn State does have an area where they're going to have to improve if they're going to give themselves more advantages in some of those particular matchups and lead to some big wins that could lead to some big things a little further down the line as far as a potential shot at a Big Ten title, maybe a college football playoff spot. 
the running game is going to have to get a little bit more production and be a little bit more successive, uh, successful if that's going to be the case. And for me, it's not necessarily the running backs, but maybe the play calling or more in particular, the offensive line. The offensive line, I think, coming into the season had some high expectations for themselves, but it was one of those areas where even if this is Penn State's best offensive line under James Franklin, which it may or may not be, uh, that certainly feels like the expectation that I would have at this point, at least as far as depth is concerned. It's still something that is a little bit of a work in progress these first few weeks, and I think they're still trying to fill it out a little bit and try to get some more cohesiveness. They have done a better job of protecting Sean Clifford, but you know, opening up those running lanes, that hasn't really been there. So that's an area where I think if Penn State is going to take that next step this season, or if there's one area where through three games that I think they need to improve the most, that's probably where I'm looking. I want to get a little bit more production out of the running game. I feel like the potential is there. I think that Noah Kane is certainly a high-quality running back. They should fully be taking advantage of his physical style and his ability to break open some big runs, uh, get Kevon Lee involved. I think we'll see more of John Lovett now that he apparently is back into the swing of things. <laughs> Hopefully that's the case. Uh, I think there's good potential here for this running game still. And I don't think there's any reason to suggest that it's going to be non-existent or a non-factor in some of the games moving forward. But it will have to step up a little bit more in some of those bigger games that are coming down the line for Penn State. But you know what? A 3-0 start is nothing to complain about. I don't want to spend too much time being too negative following a win. But if we're evaluating this team and we're expecting Penn State to find a way to take advantage of what could be an opportunity this season... That's the area where I think needs the most improvement as quickly as you possibly can find it. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Nittany Lions. I thank you guys so much for tuning in on your preferred podcasting app, or if you're watching this on YouTube for leaving your comments down below and giving this a video a thumbs up before you leave. That will really help us continue to grow this channel. It's our second week here on YouTube, and it's going to be a lot of fun the rest of the season, but we want to make sure that you guys are involved. So if you leave your comments down below, or if you reach out to us on our Twitter account at Locked on Nittany, for tomorrow's edition of Twitter Tuesday, we're going to get your comments. We're going to get your questions addressed in tomorrow's podcast. But you got to leave a comment down below or reach out to us on Twitter with your questions about Penn State, the Big Ten, college football in general, or even fun, non-topic conversations you want to throw at me. Uh, I'm all for it. Let's have some fun with it. Twitter Tuesday, tomorrow on the podcast. Of course, we'll have plenty more to react to still from this game against Auburn. And I want to make sure that you are checking out everything across the Locked On Podcast Network by making sure you're tuning in on the Odyssey app to the Locked On Bets podcast because gambling on college football doesn't have to be a guessing game if you get the best information possible. And Locked On Bets is going to be there for you every day of the week. They're giving you some of the best bets of the day. They're going to take a look at some of the props, some of the other over-unders, and of course the best bets of the day. And of course, wrong team favored picks from your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. So check out the Locked On Bets podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, while you're doing that on the Odyssey app, make sure you're following Locked On Nittany Lions. Make sure you're following Locked On Big Ten and keep all that Big Ten conversation going all week long on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, however you get your podcasts. Make sure you check out Locked On Nittany Lions and all the other great content. Subscribe, follow, rate, review, all that good stuff because that ultimately helps us with placement on those various podcasting apps. We cannot do this show without your support. And we greatly appreciate all the feedback and conversations we've been having with you guys. So reach out to us on our Twitter account at Locked on Nittany. Don't forget to Facebook us at Facebook.com slash Locked on Nittany. We're also on Instagram at Instagram.com slash Locked on Nittany. 
My name is Kevin McGuire. You can follow me on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. Check out all of our Penn State coverage over on NittanyLionsWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. And, of course, I'm a contributor over on AthlonSports.com. Should have some fun conversation pieces coming up your way. And taking a look at some of next weekend's best picks against the spread. I had a little bit of a rough week, I will admit, uh, looking to bounce back this week. Until next time, everybody, thank you so much for continuing to support Locked on Nittany Lions. Have a great day. Let's get our week started off on the right foot. And I will talk to you all again tomorrow.